Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Chris Wern. What's up? Jameson has bailed on us once again. We just watched episode nine of the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. We saw some mud wrestling. Josh kept mad during the mud wrestling. And the champ, go home. We're going to do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deeps, and MVPs and Losers. But first, got some questions for you, Chris Wern. Do you owe your alliance anything during a daily challenge? Man, uh, you know, this is this question for this episode is interesting to me because there were a lot of alliances being thrown around. Once again, it was an episode where I kind of felt a bit lost. Like alliances were clearly formed between last episode and this one or new things were popping up, which made sense. However, tracking them was so difficult uh, between this is the uh, no previous champs winners Alliance. This is the Corey and the rookies Alliance. This is the uh, vets Alliance. This is, you know, there's so many things going on, but do you owe any of them anything? I think in this part of the game, it's a smart move. And, and do you owe them? I don't know, but like, it's definitely a good move to make at this stage in the game. I think later in the game when it's like, you get down to the numbers of like, yeah, I'm flipping alliances and all of a sudden I'm going to be on the strong alliance. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a better move to do. But this part of the game, I don't know if it was the best move. It, it seems to have panned out for Corey so far. So uh, even though he lost someone in his alliance ultimately. Um, but yeah, do you owe anybody? I don't know, man. What do you think? I think if it's one of those things where it's agreed upon beforehand, where it's like, we're all doing this so that this person can win. And if you go against that, like Kyle did earlier in the season, then I think you can be pissed. When it's one ball, five dudes, and one of the people in your loose alliance, like you said, there's so many, tries to tackle you, I don't think you can be angry about that. Like, I think everybody has the right to try and win a daily challenge, even if one of their buddies is, like, slightly ahead. Totally. It's a good point, too, that, yeah, it's these loose alliances. And on top of that, too, like you just said, like, you want to win the daily. Like, I mean, we saw it with the last three guys at the end or whatever, like Nelson just being like, well, I want to win because that's the only way to truly be safe. I thought it was funny that Logan like was like, oh, you you have my promise. You have my promise. And it's like, well, that doesn't really mean anything like because they could still get voted in. It doesn't really matter. And at one point, like Nelson kind of had a target on his back from Logan and Big T. So I thought maybe that was going to gain some traction and clearly didn't go anywhere. But you know, both those guys, I think at some point, it seemed like everybody was mentioned of like, I'm going to throw this person. I'm going to throw in this person. And it's like, I don't know if there's many people who avoided that uh, having their name said in those conversations. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was funny that he thought like he had some kind of clout in that situation. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, you are. I don't like the negotiations during a challenge like this when you're in the middle of wrestling in the mud like the yeah. only time i think it's okay is when it's like we're all standing on this pole for hours and you're towards the end and you work out some deal it's like at least i can understand the psychology behind right. that like you're just so tired you're done this right. like 
just wrestle over the ball. Just get it. Like, what, why are you working out deals? There's so many people left that that promise means nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. None of that matters anymore. There's too many numbers that could just be swayed or like, yeah, your promise has no power really in this situation. And just an, an overall rule, Josh, just think if CT was getting tackled right now, would he complain and be like, we're on a team? <laughs> of course he wouldn't. No. Because it's a game. No. And you know what he'd do? He'd just power up and fucking throw everybody off his back. Because <laughs> he's a monster. <laughs> so, TJ has another twist for us. Is it going to be you're stuck with your partner that you have right now or every man for himself? I imagine it has to be switching to an everyman situation. I think there is a third option here, though, uh, which could be teams. I don't think it's going to go into that, but, like, it is possible. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just drawn randomly. But, you know, given how everything's gone thus far, I would think it's going to be every man for themselves. I kind of am looking forward to it, to be honest, like, this format, this elimination format has just, I mean, we've talked about it in previous episodes. I'm kind of like over it a little bit. Uh, I'm ready for it to change up. And I don't know. I like that TJ's going to keep it fresh right in the middle of the season. Something's clearly going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the every man, like guys versus guys, girls versus girls. None of this partner stuff where it's like you're being anchored down or whatever. There's no excuses anymore. I feel like and this is so dramatic but i was like i wrote like now the real game begins like and it really this episode really feels for some reason i think it's the whole like dynamic of like now it's all vet and rookie teams nobody's really safe you can tell everybody's scrambling through alliances and like trying to make packs and stuff and it felt like now this is like the real season like uh the nice it was a nice warm-up or whatever we're just thrown out rookies and you know it's not a big deal but now it feels like okay things are starting to really whittle down and like people are going to start stabbing backs and like now's when it gets exciting i think yeah yeah. i think we're past the halfway point or at least i hope and uh yeah (laughs) the fact that the teams are changing so much has some positives but the negative is like teams almost mean nothing right now like Nobody seems all that loyal to it. I can't keep track of them. It just doesn't really seem to matter all that much. And I would like something moving forward where I know what I'm getting week in and week out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Warren, let's do killed it or send it home. So, uh, you know, we had an interesting elimination tonight uh, and we saw a fling competing together against you know Corey and Bettina uh, obviously Jeremiah and Amber B had it going on uh what do you think about fighting for a million dollars with your fling uh and I'm not saying your wife and not longtime girlfriend I'm talking about this is someone you've spent three weeks with and you're asking him to give you kisses before you go across this <laughs> balancing thing holding logs that are hitting you in the face when you fall down. How do you feel about that? Well, I know exactly how I feel about the request for the kiss. (laughs) This is a very casual relationship on the challenge. Like you said, it's been three weeks. I have to send this home because 
a uh, little peck in the heat of the moment during a challenge feels like a very intimate thing to me. Like a has to be your girlfriend, has to be your wife kind of thing. That, And he even seemed a little thrown off by the request, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it didn't help. They <laughs> felt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sending that home. It just didn't. It, it felt a little weird and, and forced to me. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I would not. I don't know. I feel like someone that I've just been dating casually at the clubs while everybody's getting drunk in between shooting days. Um, even if I am competing with them, I'm just not being that level of intimate. Like, yo, a million dollars is on the line. Like, let's get this shit done. And then we can worry about all that stuff. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I have to send it home as well. I mean, like, look, at, I would compete with my wife any day, but like, casual after i don't know i mean what's the maximum amount of time you think they've been together ish like a month days yeah Yeah. i I gotta i gotta send it home i gotta send it home as well but you would want to compete with your wife listen you know my wife was a d1 athlete uh she's very quick-witted she's you know she's smart i think she'd probably be good on the challenge uh to be honest with you so yeah I would, I would pick my wife as a partner. I think uh, we'd kick some ass. She's ran a marathon. I mean, she's got it all. <laughs> she can I, win a final. I'd run a final with her. <laughs> I would want my wife as a partner because she has run two marathons. She's in much better shape than me. I don't know that she'd want me as a partner. That's the problem, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, would, she would just to be nice. Right. <laughs> they'd be dragging us along while they run the final and we're just kind of loving behind yeah talking we've been about in an and she'd pick ct yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, got. so in the beginning our boy nelson and Corey are talking about the game right and nelson gets so serious and he just goes spies lies and allies so (laughs) killed it if the meaning of the title dawned on him in that second or send it home if you think he got it before then man that's a good question (laughs) i mean you know i i guess they knew the title of the show i was like i was wondering first thought was like do they know the name of the show before but yeah obviously they do because tj comes out right away and says it but uh (laughs) Yeah, I think I think maybe he got it in the moment. I like I feel like it dawned on him right there. I mean, I don't know. Nelson had some interesting moments for me. I mean, he was talking Corey down off the ledge at one point or trying to talk reason into him. They had like a role reversal tonight a little bit. It was it was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, I think he dawned on him in the moment. I want to say killed it to that. <laughs> What do you think? Oh, killed it for sure. Like it just seemed like you could like see the wheels turning, you know? And he was like, Man, people are lying. There has been a spy theme. Corey's my ally. Like he like added it all <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't till Corey put it on a piece of paper, which again, another risky move after the way this season started. I was really surprised. And it was out in the open. That long camera shot, I was like, who are they going to show, like, looking at this and being like, he's got paper. Right. (laughs) Like, across the pool. Uh, (laughs) 
but yeah, it's just like, it was all there in the columns and he like explained like, this is an alliance. Like <laughs> these guys are lying. This person's a spy. Like the only word that Corey didn't say <laughs> was spy, but he said those other two trigger words to Nelson. <laughs> and Nelson, to his credit, he took two and two and he yeah. made four with it. He made three. <laughs> Time to get juicy with Jameson's Juicy Deeds. So, as we said, no Jameson. He bailed on us. He's got better things to do, you know, work wise. I guess he wants to keep his career, which, you know, who's to say that that's a good decision? Maybe this should be his career. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who will pay us or him for these juicy deets, but I know his dream is to uh, work for TMZ, so he's on his way. <laughs> and he didn't completely bail on us because he gave us some some deets here. So we're going to just run through. He, he sent a lot. We're going to try and, you know, weed them out for you here. I'll start with um, the first that I was interested in. So this podcast, do we even name our rival podcast here? I'd never heard of them. Yeah, why not? Who cares? They're called uh, Challenge Unbothered. I think the tribunal's a better name, but suit yourselves. Um, they asked Ed to be a guest, and he said, sure, for $350, he would, he would appear on their podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure if, I think it's high or low, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I know personally, I think it's high, but like, I don't know. I'm genuinely curious. Like, what does like someone like a Tori or Anissa or CT, like, what do they get for being on a podcast? Like, do they even get paid? I don't even know how the podcast world world works beyond like, I know sometimes like people want to be on a podcast because you're getting exposure, but like, you know, obviously like if, uh, if, if this podcast has sponsorship deals and like they're offering Ed some kind of exposure, I'm sure there's a trade of goods, if you will. But yeah, I mean, like, I know I wouldn't pay him 350 bucks to be on a podcast. I mean, like, guys, I had problems when we were uh, having Brad do shout outs through Cameo for our podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, and you can look up what Brad costs on Cameo. I'm pretty sure it's the same unless he raised his rates because uh, he had some interest from a certain podcast, of course. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a lot. No, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've only ever asked one person to be on the podcast and it was um, Jameson's crush, Corey, because he liked one of our posts on Instagram so Jameson was very uncool about it and was like, bro, huge fan. You want to come on? And he never <laughs> answered and he hasn't liked any of our posts since. But had he come back and he was like $350, I wouldn't pay that. But there is some value in having them come on if they were to repost it on their Instagram or whatever. We yeah. would get a lot more listeners than we usually do. Right. We maybe would have a sponsor, <laughs> but probably not still. So what's the most you would pay for a member of the challenge? Uh, I mean, yeah, for me personally, you know, it's 25 bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's Brad. I wish I wish we got like someone better for 25 bucks, but I know it's just not going to happen. So 
listen, you know, you guys got to do the heavy lifting here. <laughs> I mean, I think Brad was well worth it for the. It's true. Had him on twice through Cameo, fifty dollars. So, I mean, he had great advice about keeping your gains and uh, you know keeping your mental state high during the uh, beginning of the pandemic, really. So. Yeah, I mean, he lifted weights in those videos. I wouldn't lift weights for $25. Yeah. Did he send them shirtless, too? I think he did. I think he may have removed the shirt to show the one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, I don't know. To me, what is Ed going to give you in a podcast that you didn't get from Brad, you know? I don't know. Yeah, don't I'm know. not sure. I, I mean... Maybe maybe I'll send out some DMs this week just to feel people out. So we can check for you again. We can report back next week about who made us an offer, who didn't. Throw out some names that you guys want us to reach out to, and we'll tell you who we get ignored by and who tells us flat out no. <laughs> Which is worse, the flat out no or just ignored? <laughs> I think the no is worse. <laughs> Like they actually thought of, like they registered the request. They thought about it. They said no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another gem that Jameson left us with here is kind of a happy one. Uh, CT has now competed in more missions or challenges, daily challenges, whatever the hell you want to call them, whatever those events are that they stand in front of the big giant letters uh, than any other competitor in the history of the show. He now has a uh, has 168 under his belt, uh, and I just want to point out that James said 100 said 169, but he failed to read the comments in this uh, post that someone did the excellent work of doing. Uh, but yeah, 168 challenges. I mean, like that is impressive. It's impressive, and there's no one I would rather watch do daily challenges than CT. So I think that really works out as a fan. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I'm happy he's got the record. I have. I hope he continues to smash the record and smash his opponents and win the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, Car Maria claims that she isn't allowed back on the show until Tori wins a challenge. I can't figure out how that makes any sense whatsoever. No, it sounds like total bullshit. Like, why would anybody... <laughs> I don't understand why this show, you know, like if you're producing this show, I can't imagine that as something you would be like, oh, no, you won't be invited back till Tori wins. Like, there's just no reasoning for that whatsoever. There's no logic. It just doesn't make any sense. None. But, you know, Cara Maria doesn't always make the most sense. So <laughs> what can you say? Uh, and then <laughs> we have talks of a real world all-stars TV show in the works. How do we feel about that, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel pretty good about it because I watched the challenge all-stars and I thought it was really good. It brought back a lot of what we miss about it. This season has supplied some, but the drama, the fighting, the smooching, it was all there. So, you know. If that's going to provide more of that, I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, I'm curious as to like, is this a a real world like challenge all stars, or is this like a real world where there's the all stars of the real world go back in almost like they just didn't they recently do the first season again? Yeah, uh, all those people. 
I imagine it's like that, right? I think so. But I, you know, they all felt too old to me. Like I would have some rules, you know? Yeah. You still have to get wild. I think you should be single or in a shaky relationship. Mm, Yep. I think you still need to drink like you're in your 20s. Yep. And uh, you're shameless. Yeah. So here's a question. Because I was going to ask, what do you think um, qualifies you as an all-star of the real world? (laughs) Like, There's not really like a performance metric associated with that show. But hearing what you just said, do you think it'll automatically be the wildest people on the show? Or do you think maybe a lot of those people have changed and they might not fit those requirements you were just saying? That's true. Like in my first thought was like, it should be the person that when you hear a season city, it's the first person you think of. So like mm-hmm. Hawaii tech money, that's who I want to see from there. You know? so, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think they might have to do like recasting within these pools of people and been like, Oh, this guy's got nothing going on. It seems like <laughs> he needs the money. <laughs> he needs the money, and it seems like he's ready to embarrass himself on national TV. Yeah, he needs to work in a t-shirt shop on the boardwalk for three months while we film this show. <laughs> Even though he's 45 and has a desk job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's it for the juice. Thank you, Jameson. Yes, thank you. All right, MVP of the episode, Chris Worm. There was a couple that came to mind, but, you know, I kind of want to go a slightly different route this time, and we gave this person praise last week, and I'm going to give him praise again this week, too. I'm going to give it again to Priscilla. You know, I want to give it to the rookies as a whole. I feel like this episode in particular – they just were not the topic of conversation when it came to elimination. Nobody was talking about any rookies, it seemed like, or very rarely talking about rookies. I mean, Jeremiah is the only one who went home, um, and it was kind of unfortunate, really. And like, and it's all because of Priscilla, really, in the move that she made last week. It's paying off for the rookies big time here, and they're just avoiding all this vet drama that's going down. I mean, we had like a shouting match in, in the deliberation room, between two very veteran vets, you know? Um, So yeah, I'm going to give it to Priscilla again. Her influence spanned over, well, I don't even remember if I gave it to her last week, let's be honest, but I'm going to give it to her this week just for what she did last week and how it's paying off. It really did. And because of that, I'm going to give it to the only rookie that people were doubting. And I certainly doubted her. Bettina, I did not expect much from I thought for sure that Jeremiah and Amber were going to win that. And she held her own and she's still around. And now it's truly anybody's game. If we think, you know, the twist is going to be every man for themselves. Yeah. And you know what, to add to that too, I mean, Bettina pretty much just coasted through the entire first part of the season. Like she wasn't really featured much, but like she didn't have to go into elimination. She just kind of like, rode the wave and now she got through elimination. She's just, I mean, clear. It seems like we'll see what happens with the next phase of this game or whatever, after TJ does his you know thing, but I mean, well-deserved. I mean, she's, I don't know. She's making it happen somehow. Yeah. She's and as we've learned coasting, there's an art to that. Like look yeah. at 
this season. Do you think he's lost any sleep whatsoever? He's safe because he knows he just flies through the middle until he needs to. Yep. Yep. Don't be don't be a hero till you gotta be. That's it. Don't be a Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, who's your loser of the episode? Man, uh, I had two people that I was like, well, there's kind of like three technically. Oh, man. And one I kind of want to swing big for. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with it. Do it. Because I think you'll you'll cover the other people anyway. Um, but I'm going to say Corey. I'm going to swing big. And I'm going to say Corey, even though he won elimination. And, and, you know, this pick might not age well. He might be all right next week. But as far as we know, because we just know that TJ's going to change the game. We don't know how it's going to be, whether you have to stay with your partner for the rest of the game or if you're individual. We don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, he got found out this episode. It was pretty clear, like, he was the, being the shady one. Uh, and if what he said was true about him playing a clean game, like, his entire nine seasons that he's been on the show, he really kind of just tossed it all away for a midseason move. Uh, which is really a mistake. I mean, if you want to toss away like nine years of credibility, if that's what you're riding on, you want to do that at the end of the season. You don't want to do that in the middle when things start getting heated up. Um, he lost a member of his alliance, which he had to eliminate himself. Uh, he made it worse too by lashing out at people. He was lashing out at Kyle after he got voted in. Who, I mean, who knows how Kyle voted, but like that's not how you keep his vote uh, for the next time. So, you know, as far as I know, you know, without knowing what's going to happen next week. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm just going to say, Corey, I, I feel bad saying it, but like it just wasn't a good look for him this this week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Corey has been on this show for too long to not know that you don't just don't enter into fights that you can avoid. If you can avoid yeah. them, it's in your best interest to stay out of them. Yep. I and think I think two big ones this episode yeah i think this episode or this you know this uh round of the challenge or whatever you want to call it for them uh might might hurt him in the long run in this season danny who do you got well chris i'm gonna name somebody that uh you know i haven't named in probably a, a week or so and that's josh <laughs> <laughs> i just you know these alliances should never get to the point where it takes away all of the competition in this show. And I think the daily challenges should always be try your hardest. And if you win, you look out for your alliance. But if not, you know, you you still go for it. And he wanted to get a free pass just because he happened to be holding that ball. And he, he had one millisecond of time where he's like well i might really win this one and then he got tackled and got mad about it so he's the he's the kid at recess that you know you play with him for a couple weeks and he complains every goddamn day so you're just like you know what i'm not gonna play with steve anymore i think i think he's out steve sucks yeah (laughs) you know what and steve doesn't have any respect for tj's game all right it's just it's just not in the spirit of the game it's not in the spirit of the game i think josh thinks he can outsmart TJ, and nobody outsmarts TJ. No, no. And he should know better after TJ laid the smackdown on his ass. <laughs> Some WWE talk right there a couple <laughs> weeks ago and told me he was pathetic or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I can't disagree with that. It's great, great loser. I mean, he's always around the conversation. I feel like <laughs> I do want to say one, one other person that I, I just, I have to, I feel like I have to, I don't, you know, I'm trying to not say multiple people, but, um, and this is kind of like two people. I'm going to say Ashley and Amber. Uh, they were just getting on my nerves this episode. I mean, obviously Amber has been getting on our nerves, but they're very similar in that they've won the challenge before. They like to brag about it a lot, but then they like to be upset when uh, people, you know, make moves against them for bragging about it all the time. And you just can't have it both ways. You can't be the person who's talking, you know, oh, you're the best, you're the best. And then like when somebody wants to get rid of you because you're the best or whatever, like you can't be upset about that. I can't even believe, I don't remember which one of them said it. They started like almost like molding into one person, but it was like somebody said like, oh, during the party or whatever, it was like, it's like lonely being a former champ. And I was just like, cause you do that to yourself. Like you did that to yourself. Nobody did that to you. Like you're just being a jerk about it. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, Ashley's whole thing is that she stole that money and brags about it all the time. So to be like, that happened one time, it's like, that's, it, you dine out on that all the time. Yeah. You just own it. 100% of the chances that you've had to, to do that, you've done it. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. What, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> Not like you didn't do that another time. And so you can say like, oh, I've only done that half the times I've stolen the money. Right. I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I do agree with CT. Like it is from seasons ago. Like I can't even remember, you know, but like when she's complaining about like people uh, talking about that, it's like, cause you're the one who talks about that, that I can't even, nobody even knows when that was that that happened. That was like so long ago. So, no. it's like, it's your own fault for reminding everybody. It's it crazy. was a moment, but it was a sure. long. Yeah. Silly. Until next week. That's it from the tribunal. Don't be a layup. Don't be a quitter. Chris, you killed it. You killed Damn it too, Kenny. We miss you. Come back. Yeah. Stop killing it out in the in the working world. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Quit your job. Come back to us. You got friends. They're more important. We don't make money with this thing. We need to make money with this thing. Get us a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pay Ed to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs>